sandstorm. No. No, I'm afraid you've got syphilis. Syphilis? Well, it was bound to happen eventually. Yes, yes, the house always wins. So true. Any idea where you got it? You can start with the whole of Paris. So much for diplomatic immunity. <laughs> <laughs> of American history that finds its way into our classrooms is often stripped and sanitized of the salacious bits that made it truly interesting. Just as our late night cable movies benefit from the obligatory sex scene, so too would our history books. So now we present an obligatory sex scene that might have made history class a little more engaging for all of us. A titillating chapter from Carl Sandburg's Abraham Lincoln, The Prairie Years. It was early in the spring of 1819. Young Abraham Lincoln had barely turned 13, but he already had a piece of manly equipment between his legs that had earned him the nickname the Rail Splitter. Young Abe loved to read books, and young widow Harless would pay him for chores around her house with the loan of one of her French books filled with pictures that set him to dreaming. One day, while he was working on her roof, something happened to the boy that he would later remember as a man. Would you like to take a bath, called the widow. In those days, country people would bathe together, for water was scarce. I cannot tell a lie, he said, for he was quite dirty from his day's work and longed for a good cleaning. But there is hardly enough room in that small tub for you, me, and the sturdy aspen between my legs. Never you mind, said the widow Harless, offering to suck the sap from his tree until it lay down as innocent as a limp radish when the wind rises out of the west and the scent of Jesus is in the cloud drift. And so they bathed together. And that was the first time that Abe understood the word union. Obligatory sex scenes and other musings on the subject of love, emotional, physical, and otherwise, can be found in National Lampoon's Big Book of Love, a new hardcover collection of classic articles from the pages of the National Lampoon magazine, available online and at bookstores everywhere. Buy it today. Good evening, I'm Tom Rokoff. Tonight on the eve of the New Hampshire primary, our political pundits and prognosticators try to see into the future to predict what will happen. With us tonight, we have perhaps the greatest prognosticator of them all, Nostradamus. Nostra, John Kerry pulled a fast one in Iowa last week, and Dean is on the ropes. Can Kerry do it again? How do you see this shaking out on Tuesday? A coffin is put in a vault of iron where seven children of the king are held. The ancestors and forebears will come forth from the depths of hell, lamenting to see dead the fruit of their line. Well, there you have it, folks. Nostradamus likes Iowa winner John Kerry with General Wesley Clark in a close second as we head to November. Oui. Okay, anything else? Oui. I like Hillary in 2008. Well, my friend, anybody could call that one. 
for Nostradamus and everyone here at NBC. I'm Tom Rokoff. Uh-uh-uh, don't touch that dial. The National Lampoon Radio Hour will be right back after this insincere commercial message written by some cynical Nazi solely for...